Welcome to the Gen Z Stoic Podcast, where every week we strive to lead younger generations on a path to virtue through the insight of Stoic teachings and personal stories from our lives as Gen Z Stoics. Welcome to this week's episode of the Gen Z Stoic Podcast, where in conjunction with our goal to let the audience know more about us, we're going to do an unscripted personal episode. This is some of the kind of stuff that we would talk about off the air that we're now bringing on air that we're bringing. Let us let our audience know a little bit more about our personalities kind of outside of stoicism, but also in connection with stoicism. Absolutely. I mean, so it's just going to be a personal conversation where we're just here to talk. It's mostly more, more of a instead of a conversation to the audience, it's more of a conversation between you and I sort of going to bring out, like you said, our personalities, who we are sort of more personal insight on how we see the world so i guess i'll just start i'll just pose you the question how was your week what did you notice this week so this weekend was hollow weekend and the costumes were crazy this weekend crazy crazy costumes um a lot of partying a lot of a lot of a lot of bs going on um it was funny i went to i went to a like frat party yesterday for like 40 minutes and I couldn't take it. Like there's just, it's so bad. It's so like, I hate like mine's is so below average when it comes to like the partying lifestyle and like the traditional college experience. Like it's very tame compared to what you're experiencing. And it's still just like disgusts me how much like kind of stupidity, stupidity there is there in terms of like, just people have no respect for themselves. People have no common sense. Like you're going to engineering school, you're pretty smart. But the amount of the lack of common sense here is crazy. And it was exemplified to me this week and especially yesterday because people just like throw themselves at anything that is there, no matter what. Even if it was something that they said that like they didn't want to do at the start of the year, all of a sudden they're doing it. So like we talked about um, last episode, like the people I see who just kind of get like lost and that kind of lifestyle. And like, I just keep seeing that. And it's so kind of disillusioning for me about our generation that you're so easily persuaded to do things that you said you weren't going to do like a month ago, just because like they're there. It's very weak willed, something that I'm not a big fan of, but that's, that was my primary observation from this past week, especially with all the partying stuff going on Halloween weekend. Um, yeah, the costumes. Some of the costumes are crazy. I didn't know that you could just throw fishnets on anything, and it was a Halloween costume. Um, but that was my. No, I, I'm I'm with you, dude. Except, like you said, we have very different experiences here. You said mine's is pretty tame. It's not. This is. I'm in Los Angeles. I mean, it's. You hear L.A. What do you think of? I mean, you think of you know going out like all the crazy stuff happens here. This is where it happens, and I definitely got a taste of that this weekend. I was just. I was very. It was very interesting to see the costumes that were supposed to be costumes and i was like i actually can't tell what any of you are i really actually have no idea i I think the idea behind dressing up in a costume you're supposed to be able to like tell what you're dressing up as like one year i was jupiter you could very clearly tell that i was jupiter like i had the big red spot and everything it was great but now it's sort of just I think, you know, as we grow older, there's just the wrong idea behind Halloween. Our views change and what we value changes, which is why it just sort of goes out the window. Like growing up, I never would have understood what I'm seeing right now. I would have been like, I don't understand. Like, are they 
like are they pirates like the fish i don't understand like what what even what what was a fish i don't understand it's just it was very i didn't i didn't like it my family's like you guys like you going out like you're gonna i was like no i don't really want to go out i would rather just stay in and like spend time with my friends who aren't going out and stuff but you know what else i've been seeing lately that i've really been and i'll, I'll bring stoicism in this because i always think of this when i if before i you know, form an opinion on somebody is, um, you know, Marcus Aurelius says, before you judge someone, think of like the characteristic that you have that is most alike that of which you're about to critique. And I always think about that because oftentimes when I judge someone before thinking that I immediately see myself do the exact same thing they did not very long after. But I say that and I've been seeing this a lot this week, but it's just the amount of excuses there are so many excuses to not try or to not do the right thing. It just makes me very angry. Like if you could just do the right thing and not have to make so many excuses to not do it, then I feel like as a society, we would just be so much better off. Yeah. I noticed kind of the same thing here. I classify it as like in a person, I like to see purpose and ambition. Purpose is like the fact that you have meaning and you're trying to achieve something. And ambition is like, you have the motivation to get there. And like, I view people like that and the people here have like ambition, but I very rarely have found a person here who has like true purpose. That's why like I have a few friends here, but like, I honestly haven't made that many friends because of that. Like everybody here just doesn't like, and everybody here doesn't like philosophy too, which is tough, very tough for me going to an engineering school where it's all physics and calculus and stuff that I don't care about. And then I try and talk philosophy with people and they have like no concept or they have like a really weird concept of philosophy, but nothing really aligns. So I've just been finding that like people here just don't have like that purpose yet. People here, like if I think of an example, we have like NHV, which is our writing class, which is like engineering ethics, essentially, where you just have to answer a bunch of ethical questions, write essays about it. And everybody here like hates it. And I'm like, this is literally like the purpose behind you going into the field that you want to do is you answer these questions. You think about like the impact that what you're doing does. And nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to think about their impact. And I, like everybody lives life very temporary. It seems like at times, like everybody lives so that they are just going to like get the most entertainment out of their day. Like I see nothing wrong with living temporary. You know, you have the whole idea of memento mori and making every day worth it. But when it's just like, how can I get my next fix of like entertainment that doesn't mean anything? It's, it's like, so counterproductive to me to watch all those people who are just like moving one day to the next just like yeah how am i going to find my source of entertainment today like what what am i going to use to like be filler today social media like alcohol like what whatever it is like all of that stuff it's very again disillusioning and it's something that's made me realize like how paramount like the work we're doing with the podcast is is that our generation lacks such a purpose when we say that in like our mission statement like that's the thing that resonates most with me is that like our generation lacks purpose. Like, what are we doing as a generation? Are we really going to be satisfied with like our generation wanting to be like TikTok influencers and social media figures instead of like a doctor or somebody who actually like makes an impact on the world? Like we reference that all the time. Like I reference that all the time. That kind of like stereotype how like American children want to be like social media influencers and people who don't do anything. Whereas like, People in Europe, people in China, those kids want to be like doctors, mathematicians, scientists. They want to be something that like actually does something in the world. And I think that's what it boils down to is like people are just looking for that like temporary fix 
of like entertainment and the permanent status of that is being an influencer because you're all, it seems like you're always being entertained. You're always doing something entertaining. So that's why people are attracted to that. And it's, it's really sad. And I honestly can't put my finger on like where that started, but it's really sad that like in our generation, we just idolize these people who like suck. These people are terrible. Like they're only like funny. That's like social media influencers at their best are only funny. That's like their only redeeming quality. Otherwise they just are terrible people. And we idolize them and put them up on a pedestal versus you have like this doctor who's finding a cure for something. You're like, nah, nah. Like we don't, we don't care about those kinds of things. And it's really sad. And it honestly, another thought I was having, we were talking about this, like literally off air. So it's perfect. We can bring it on air is like um, Matthew Perry dying and how like fame ruins people. Just like the idea of fame ruining people. We were talking about like how much better it is to be unknown because like, think about every actor, every like celebrity talks about how like, yeah, I started drinking when I was 12 because the pressure of acting was just so much like, yeah, I started doing this. I had to do this to cope. Like fame sucks. Our generation doesn't realize that. Like our generation won't read the news and the stories behind those people and just see like the glitz and glamour and then don't realize how bad fame is. And that's another concept that we talked about before. You had some good ideas on that. I'll let you um, kind of share those since we had this conversation off air as well. Well, we did, but it's, uh, yeah, well, so for one, we like to think of ourselves as somewhat conspiracy theorists because we like to question the common narrative a lot, but that's sort of a thing for another time. But what the thing is with fame, when we said that, I said this in the last episode, but you just have no privacy in your life. I mean, why would you want your entire life to be known to the public? That just seems awful. I love having my time where nobody knows what I'm doing. And like you said, like with fame, I mean, we saw like Michael Jackson was a singer since he was like three, dude. And he was traveling the world at such a young age. And he turned out to be this really like messed up guy in the head. That's just one example. But like the reason that people in positions of power just struggle so much mentally is because it's like they never have time to be themselves. They always have to be who the public wants them to be. Or if they try to do something themselves, they get shamed by the masses. So, I mean, how hard would that be if you have millions of people following you and you have the pressure of, you know, living up to their expectations all the time? That seems awful. And I guess my thing when it comes to, like you were saying, like careers and like what we put value on, when it comes to influencers, dude, why i just don't understand these people have done nothing it's simply based off their looks and so if that's what we're putting oftentimes it's based off of how they look right people come to fame because they are so attractive or what society defines as attractive right and that is the only thing that gives them a rise to fame and then they start like being a musician or starting a like a clothing brand or something it's very it all follows a very predictable pattern right like you can usually tell what someone's going to end up doing based off of how they rose to fame and so also like you said we're not even putting emphasis on the things that are important anymore it seems like as a generation we're not trying to progress our society forward we're just trying to be comfortable living in the society that's been created for us by all the previous generations we're essentially setting the next generation up for failure because we haven't actually developed an adequate sense of being in ourselves and that's like across the world now because technology ultimately has shaped our lives and the ability to be comfortable has shaped our lives i think about this all the time how many times i take something for granted and i don't even mean to and then i don't have it even like i woke up with sort of a sore throat the other morning i take my health for granted all the time like 
or like a stuffy nose. Like I'll wake up with like some congestion and I'm like, I take my breathing, my simple breathing for granted all the time. Or we won't have power in our building for 20 minutes. And I'm like, I can't emphasize how much we would just rely on the things we take for granted. I think one thing that comfort teaches us is the opposite of gratitude. We learn to just be greedy, right? We're not gracious in our lives. We're not grateful for the things we have. Instead, it teaches us to want more. And when you are living in a society of people who just want more and more and more and more, I mean, there's no purpose and that it's a full circle. Like you said, you have, you know, people that are sometimes ambitious, right? That you've met people that are ambitious, but it doesn't feel like they have a purpose. I have yet to meet someone out here that I find to be overly, not even overly ambitious, but just even a little bit ambitious, like wants to jumpstart something, wants to take action early. Everyone here that I have met, and again, I know it has only been a few months, but it seems very just content with where they're at. And that is totally good. It's good to be like content with who you are as a person and like live in the present. But it becomes bad when you don't want to be more. You know, you're just like, oh, I'm just going with the flow. I hate that. I hate that slogan, going with the flow. I would rather, you know, steer my own ship instead of just go with the flow. Because what that means to me is conforming, going with whatever everybody else believes. Well, I think about it. You uh, mentioned how we're conspiracy theorists. And so I'm going to go down that route. I'm glad you Let's mentioned it. I'm so, I'm so, I would love to do this on air. So we talk about, I talk about all the time how our government and the people in power funnel us into mediocrity. If you know me personally, you know I will give you that speech. I've given Mateo this speech multiple times, so he's going to hear it again. It is true. Here we go. We get funneled as society, especially, and this is obviously American-focused. I can't really speak on the experience of people under other governments but and other systems of power, but we think about the education system. We made an episode how the education system is basically set up to make you a factory worker because it was designed by Rockefeller, who was one of the wealthiest men in America. And he wanted a generation of workers, not thinkers. He said that himself. And so he made the, he shaped the education system by giving it all of its funding to make you a factory worker. So if we think about in modern times, right? You go to school, you're told you need to get grades to go to college. You pay 40 grand a year to go to college, which is exorbitantly expensive. You don't really need to pay half of that. And now you pay 40 grand for an education that you can get online, as I say when I'm in college, but besides the point, but you pay all that goes to the institution, goes to like banks, goes to the political benefactors who support the school, goes to all those people, they get your money, they give you an education, they give you a piece of paper that has no value. Like if we think about a degree, the only value that that piece of paper, the degree has is the value that other people have been told to give it. Is a value we've been told to give it. It's just a piece of paper you pay $40,000 for. The knowledge that that piece of paper represents is something you could get for free on the internet. And then, but anyway, you go to college, you're funneled, you're funneled, and then you get like a menial nine to five job. That's the goal, right? Is secure employment, get a good job. But a good job to people is like, I get this nine to five that pays me enough to like buy a car with a loan and buy a house with a loan. Guess who gets paid? The banks. Guess who like, guess who gets paid? The banks. And you and the big the big up the big ones, the ones who like set up like the housing system, the one who import the cars, like those people get all of the money, right? And then you're content saying, Oh, I got my paycheck that lets me do this nine to five and I have a car and I have a house, I should be happy. Like, but there's so much more to life than just having a house and a car. Like I think that's what people 
to kind of connect back to what you're saying, people being content with their own situation are content with those breadcrumbs. That's all it is, is the people in power, let the middle class, let the lower class have a few breadcrumbs that make them feel content. So you have a, you have like a family SUV, you have a minivan. Cool. You're good. You have like a house that isn't falling apart. You have a roof over your head. All right. Well, that's, then you're happy. Then you don't need to question things. And that's how society, I think, wants us to think. That's how the people in power in this country and around the world want you to think. That's truly my belief is that that's how they want you to think and not think that, you know, screw the breadcrumb. I want the whole loaf. They don't want people who think like that because those people change things like those people make monumental change and then do become vastly successful, which usually correlates with vast amounts of wealth. And so I think that we need more people in our generation who say, screw this kind of system that makes me like a menial nine to five, like the modern version of a factory worker, which is an office cubicle worker. That's the modern version of a factory worker. And think about how many people go through the system and then that's their end result. And then think about that lifespan. Then you make your money, you retire at like 70 when you no longer have the energy to do anything cool and your life isn't really fulfilling. Like sure, you have the basic comforts and needs met, which is a lot more than a lot of people can say. So like congratulations, but there's so much more to life than that. There's so much more to experience than just like, okay, I can buy a car, I can buy a house. And like that isn't even guaranteed anymore. Like I just was reading like a report the other day that said like 20% of our generation won't even be able to buy a house in their lifetime. And that's because that system of just being content doesn't work because then you don't make progress. All right, I'll let you talk. Go ahead. No, I, this is good. I'm just agreeing. And it, dude, there are so many examples here of this because I'll start small. Number one, you talked about like college. You first talked about college. So I will speak on that. I've met so many people here. And by the way, LMU is not uh, cheap and they do give out scholarships. So that is like basically why I'm here is on scholarship. But the, that's besides the point. What I'm saying is there are many people here who don't know why they're here. They followed what their parents said or what the school system said was best. They said, oh, you'll go to college and then you'll get a nice job and then you can have a family and you'll basically be dependent on the government for money your and entire life. A lot of taxes you can pay. Lots on. of taxes and you can get, you can uh, save your money with, you know, negative return interest rates and your money will depreciate in front of your own eyes but that's besides the point because you're going to go to college and pay you know 200 300 000 for four years of education to get a communications degree right think about it it doesn't even make sense and most people don't know what they even want to do like oh i'm liberal arts undeclared why would you spend 200 or 300 thousand dollars if you don't even know what you want to do that and doesn't even have to with anything that just doesn't make logical sense two I am on a meal plan here. So per day, I'm on the largest meal plan because I'm bulking all the time and I go to the gym and I like to eat. But that's besides the point. So the meal plan here is $26 a day. It equates to $26 a day. And so I see that I'm like, okay, well, the meals must be like seven to $8. The minimum meal that I can get here for like a decent sized portion is around 13 to $14. Everybody knows that you have to eat at least three meals a day. If you were like a normally functioning human. Personally, I have to eat three meals a day. Let's go up the FDA. They say three meals a day, right? Well, yeah. if I get I'm I'm not even a mathematician, but I know that 13 times three is more than $26. So you have a meal plan designed to leave you in debt. 
it is set up for you to fail. And that's not that's just one little thing. But you said talked about Rockefeller, and that was the whole idea. You go to school, you're not taught how to think anymore. You are taught what to think. You aren't taught, oh, how can I? Like I've never been in a school, especially in high school and in college. You know, my is sort of hypocritical because we're in college as we're sort of dissing the education system. But you know, we have also talked about alternative paths to college for ourselves previously. I won't really go into that as much, but. When it comes to, you know, getting a nine to five. And if some people, if that's what you want, like, go for it. But I think the reason people want that is because, and this is my personal experience, is because they aren't aware of how much more life has to offer than if you're just content with, you know, what everyone has told you. Like, a lot of people, if you ask them why they went to college, they say, oh, like, my parents said, like, I should go to college. Like, it's a good thing. But college is so much more expensive than it used to be. It's not cheap. Like, like my uncle came here and it is over, I think, tripled in price. And it was only 20 years ago. So there's a big change in what, you know, society is sort of pushing for. And I think our generation, though, is starting to see that college isn't the best alternative after high school, which is good because that means we're sort of starting to realize, right? But Dude, all the conspiracy theories, man, that we have talked about, but especially just with the education education system in general, it isn't it isn't set to teach you to set you up for success. It's simply not. Now, if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, an engineer, obviously you need to go to college to learn how to do these things. But if you don't know what you want to do, or if you want to even start a business or just anything that doesn't require school, right? Why would you spend and put yourself in debt? It's it's perfect because then you have loans to pay for the rest of your life and the interest rates are going to keep increasing by the year and it's going to get more and more expensive and you're just going to accrue debt. And the only choice that you're going to have is to get a nine to five because that's all you can get. Like uh, that's the only job that you can get with this degree that you earn. And then... Like you have to pay loans on the house, the bank's profit. And that's what a lot of people don't realize is that the government doesn't actually print the money. The Federal Reserve prints the money. Um, and the Federal Reserve is a private institution, which is funny because it's a federal reserve, but it's actually ran as a private institution. But it's like during COVID, for example, when the government spending increased, you know, to to for the vaccine to spend money to research and fund a vaccine. Guess who made a lot of money off of where does the government spending where does that come from? Well, they have to take loans from the banks. Guess who profited off of the entire, you know, COVID situation? The banks. They got so much interest from all those governments, um, all the government purchases for funding for the vaccine. That's just an example. The state will always profit off of a crisis. That's a whole nother conspiracy theory loop that we could go into, but yeah, no, I could I love that you brought up the Federal Reserve because I could go on an entire rant about that but instead in lieu of doing that i will just recommend one book to our readers if you want to learn about the federal reserve read end the fed by ron paul fantastic book fantastic book covers what's wrong with the federal reserve how it it, it's a good book it's from a libertarian perspective i will give that um outlook which is something i agree with but um Ron Paul, famous candidate, ran for Republican nominee for president, 2008, 2012. Um, 
But yeah, no. And people like agree with that. But then the most common response I get is like, oh, but there's no power like up above who's making that system a thing anymore. And then I, I would I would argue that there's clear proof that that's not the case. That's not true. There is a clear higher power hierarchy who is keeping this system in place because Americans faith in the higher education system is like at record lows. There was a July study this year by Gallup and it was like 30 36% of Americans have faith in higher education, which is I think like half of what it was a decade ago and record low. And so you think like with the structure of the American government where like the people rule, right? If only 36% of our society believes in higher education, we would fix it. We would do something. We are not doing anything. Why, why would we not be doing anything? Hmm. Maybe it's because the people in power don't want to do anything because they're profiting off of the system right now. And the fact that you don't question like everything because you're told not to. Like, so because the way that I view it is like in school, they always teach you to like raise your hand to ask a question. And essentially the government and people in power are the teacher in that situation. And you can raise your hand and ask a question, but then they just like look right past you and don't choose not to call on you because it's like a question they don't want to answer. So that's, that's my conspiracy theory rant. And I think it's just, it's something that I think connects well to stoicism actually, because the root of like being different in that system is questioning everything and viewing life as having more purpose than just like monetary value. And I think those are two things that connect really well to stoicism and something that I think like stoicism helped me develop this view because I was looking at it and I was like, you know, I could be really content with having a nine to five and having like a decent car and a nice house and like a family. I'd be content doing that. But like the car and the house don't matter. Like at the end of the day, they don't matter. My legacy is not going to be, oh, he owned a like 2023 SUV. Like nobody's going to care about that. Like they're going to care about the impact you have. That's something stoicism really made me realize because for a while I was very like money driven and I'm still money driven. You know, you know, Mateo, I'm very, but I'm, it's for a different reason. Yeah. It's for financial freedom. It's not for like, I can buy nice things when I get, if I become wealthy, I am going to buy nice things. And I feel like there's no shame in doing that, but two things. One, Never, never show off those things. Never goes back to like, you know, not displaying a hundred percent of your life all the time, but like, there's no need for you to show off what you have. Ne there's never a need for you to do that. And I've seen that like quite a bit is like college. This is like, like a web that I'm just relating thoughts to at this point, but like college at sometimes kind of feels like just like a competition of like, who has like the coolest feats. Like as people get to know each other, I've noticed um, like on a couple occasions, I'll literally just like laugh to myself in the middle of a conversation because I'll realize like how much of just kind of um, the competition I'm in with somebody be like, I did this while well, I did this. I have this while well, I did this. Like, and people are just like throwing facts out about themselves to see who has like the coolest facts. Like yeah, ultimately your accomplishments like don't need to get shown off. Like you should be proud enough just with yourself of your accomplishments that you don't feel the need to show them off. So that's a thought I have about those nice things. And then the financial freedom aspect, which is like the biggest reason for me to want money is that, you know, you know, the best way to get out of the system that funnels you into mediocrity, have your own money, have your own money so that people cannot own you. That's, that's the solution. So that's why we say that, you know, life is much bigger than money and having a lot of things. 
But it's also important because for you to live your true self and find that life of purpose, you don't need to be constrained by people in power. And the only way you're not constrained by people in power is probably by buying them off. So that's exactly well, that is because in a society, in a world that is dominated by capitalism, the only way to gain freedom to live is to buy your way out, basically. So essentially, you have to play the game in order to like win and stop playing and like be able to beat the game. You have to, I guess, I hate this. I hate using this term, but you have it's like you have to live in the matrix for a little bit in order to break free is the best analogy that I can give. Um, and I hate using the word matrix because everyone in their mom uses the word matrix now. It's very overused, but I think the idea of what we, when, what we t mean when we say that is just being not aware of like the reality of the world that is going on, just being content, not questioning, basically. Um, but you were saying like the main reason that, like not showing off, right? It was interesting you said that because I was actually just talking to my friend about it the other day and he said that his dad gave him a good piece of advice and he said, one, when you flex, know who you're flexing to because if you don't know, they usually you will find someone who has more than you and then you just embarrass yourself. And two, if you're like with your very close friends and you're saying like, guys, like I did this, then you and your close friends can celebrate your wins together, but never just, you know, go out and say oh i have a nice car i have a nice watch because odds are somebody has a nicer car and a nicer watch and a lot more of them there's just no need you need to practice humility and when it comes to conspiracy theories and just questioning i think that itself is actually a very stoic practice is questioning things seeking knowledge seeking more than just what you've been told right seeking just overall wisdom in your life and when it comes to just questioning things and like you said I'm not money oriented when it because I want to buy nice things and I just want to own a lot of things. I'm money oriented so I can stop being dependent on a system that requires money to function, right? The only way to get out of the system essentially is to buy your freedom. Not saying that we're not saying like we agree with that, but we are not in a position of power right now or probably will ever be to change the way that the world runs off of money like there really is no making that go away so you sort of just have to accept that you can still question things but then play your way out and eventually win so that you don't have to be dependent on yourself anymore there's also i thought it was interesting because have you read the studies that like testosterone rates in men are lower now they have i think it is halved in the past like 50 years right like our grandparents have more testosterone now than like we ever will in our entire lives like that's crazy some statistic i don't don't quote me on that because it's sort of paraphrasing but there's so many things going on in the world that no, that people are failing to question and just kind of accept as a fact if we all just accepted what we were told and just things were pushed out to us and we just never questioned anything society never would have gotten anywhere like that's that's what sparks change. That's what sparks movements is people who speak out against what the mass is saying to do. And that's also a big reason why we started this podcast. The, the majority of our generation isn't, I would say, fluent in philosophy. They, they aren't fluent in the practices that philosophy offers. And they also aren't aware. And maybe they don't see the value of why we heavily emphasize philosophy so much. But it is because... Well, one, we leave, we believe that it leads to a virtuous life. But the main reason we're doing it is because not a lot of other people are. 
if everybody was talking about philosophy, then we wouldn't have this issue. But it seems like there is such a lack of discussion around these topics, which is why we sort of decided back in January of this year to to make a change. And we, dude, we talked about this too, but how many people made fun of us for starting a podcast from a basement? I mean, it was a lot. We had a lot of backlash. Maybe it wasn't even direct confrontation, but there were like rumors or just, you know, word of mouth that sort of spreads. But I just find it very interesting because the exact theories that we just talked about, those are the people that are going to stay going down the rabbit hole forever. That's that's the common theme that I noticed. People who think in a similar way to you, and for us, that is going to be, you know, questioning things, being ambitious, trying new things, seeking to make the world a better place. They will never hate on a person for trying to do that, but it is the people who are sort of following the narrative and blindly accepting what they have been told that are going to be like, oh, why are you speaking out? Why are you doing this thing that is unorthodox or that most people wouldn't be doing? No, I just noticed nobody had the courage to say anything to us. Like, that's what I noticed is like, I would hear from certain people like, yo, I was in this class and somebody was talking like bad about your podcast and making fun of you guys. Nobody did it to us. And to me, that exemplified that people who were making fun of our podcast didn't have any courage. They didn't have any backbone. So it's not really like worth the time to worry about. Uh, while you were talking, I did find the study. So people cannot come at us for not having actual research. It's not 50%. It's 27% decrease in testosterone from the Journal of Clinical Endocrinology and Metabolism, 2007 study. And then a 2021 study from like the European version of that essentially was 25%. So a significant decrease in your rate. And I, I think people, I think, just kind of have rose-colored glasses on when it comes to like their outlook on society. Um, I'll keep returning to like the being content with where you are. They also don't look at big picture stuff like that, like how there's a lot of things in society going on right now that are signaling like the end of days. Not to be like a like doomsday person, but like that you look at like climate change, um, just just a lot of things that are going on without in our society are the markers of like a empire falling. Um, I talked to you the other day about like some of the things that um, marked like the end of the Roman Empire. Um, one of those things is like excessive like militarization. What are we doing now? Like we're preparing for two wars, like people like infighting, like civil war. Like what are we doing now? Two party system, like. Everything in our society, if we look at historical trends, signals like a significant, significant decline in how a society functions. And so, again, if we return to like why we started the podcast, that was it for me is like I was one of those people. And then I found stoicism and all of a sudden, not purely because of stoicism, I will say it wasn't 100 percent because of stoicism, but stoicism opened my eyes to a lot of things so that now that they were open, I could also look at a collective subset of things that weren't related to stoicism. And so now I'm somebody who like maybe is a conspiracy theorist, but it's just because I question the narrative that we're fed by like the media. Cause we're certainly fed a narrative that people want to buy into. And a lot of people do drink that Kool-Aid. And then when contra controversial figures rise up who like question that narrative, like people fall into two camps. They're either like fully on board with that person. Or they think that person's like the antichrist. Like they, there's like, and that's what happens to people who challenge the narrative. And I think that's what we're doing. And I think that's why it raised that backlash is the people who don't have a spine and courage to like look into things and look at the facts in question are going to be scared when the narrative is challenged. And therefore, they're going to come at you for that. They're going to be upset with you for disrupting the narrative. 
So that's that's my biggest thing is always disrupt the narrative. Wherever you're at, disrupt the narrative and see what happens. Because like you're going to be a much more knowledgeable individual if you do that versus if you just sit there and keep drinking the Kool-Aid and just believing what you're told. Absolutely. And that sort of reminds me of this quote. Uh, if you've ever seen the movie, The Matrix, very great movie. I think it was like a 1997 film or something. But there's this guy, his name is Morpheus. If you've watched you know, The Matrix, you know who he is. But he has a great quote. Um, and the quote says, you have to understand most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inured, so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it. So like you said, that is exactly what we are seeing now, right? You see people who are so you know, dependent on this narrative that they, that we are being fed, that they will defend it at like almost with, at, with anything, whether how much they know about it or don't know about it, they, they are being fed information and everybody is believing it. So they are willing to defend, you know, a point that they know nothing about, but simply because of the masses believe it, they will be willing to defend it. That's sort of the idea. Just people go along with what everyone else does because it's a comfortable thing to do. People conform to groupthink. People stop thinking for themselves. And then you have a society where, you know, the people who are in those high positions of power are just going to profit off of the backs of the people who have no idea what's going on. Not to make this a financial episode by any means, but I think it was just that's the most prominent like example that we can give is just because the people in power are motivated by wealth, right? We sort of have determined societally that, you know, money equals power. And so the only way to ever make your way to be powerful is money. And that's sort of the reality of the world that we live in um, and just the things we place value on. That's why I feel society is like we were talking about the influencers earlier, um, why we have put such value on influencers and how like the very shallow uh, we give pe very shallow people fame simply because of like materialistic ideologies and that sort of stems from the idea that money equals good money makes good person money means you're good and you are awesome and everything is great but we know that that's not true because like we were talking about with fame with money sometimes comes fame and it's very hard to be famous and not have a lot of money so when you are famous like it's very obvious like we've seen with people who struggle with mental health and celebrities who speak out that money isn't the answer to a happy life stoicism is the answer not the answer but it is part of the answer to living a happy and fulfilled life that i would rather be broke but at least know who i am and be content with who i am as an individual than be rich and sad you know people say like oh i'd rather cry in a lamborghini than in a camry i disagree and the reason that i say that is simply because i would rather be able to stop crying in a camry than keep crying in a Lamborghini forever and ever. That's sort of my response to that is I'd rather be able to at least stop crying and move on with my day than keep crying forever and ever um, and never be able to fix who I am. But I think this episode was, you know, un unlike any other episode that we've ever done, but it was very interesting. I think, I think honestly, uh, it's something I would like to do again. Uh, as we kind of run out of time, we're kind of butting up against our usual episode length. This is something that, we are very open to doing again. I think it's something that provides kind of a different um, type of entertaining, different type of podcast for us, something we enjoy doing though. So be sure to leave us some feedback. If you want to see more of these kinds of episodes, we would be happy to provide them. 
Um, this has been this week's episode of the Gen Z Stoic. You haven't checked our website out already. Be sure to check that out. Check out our articles. Go hit up the groups page. We will respond. And thank you for listening as always.